I just cannot get enough of God's grace. How about you? Are you swimming today in the lavishness of God's grace? Did you know that grace removes all fear from your life? Grace restores what the enemy has stolen from you and then sits you at the table of God in a place of honor. This is Carol McLeod. Thank you for tuning in to Defiant Joy Radio. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. We're studying the story of a man in the Old Testament by the name of Mephibosheth, Try to say that three times fast. He was the grandson of the dread enemy, Saul. Saul had spent nearly a decade chasing down King David and his band of mighty men. Well, although King Saul had been murdered in battle, after his life was over, David said, I want to bless a descendant of Saul. Who is still alive that I can bless? And a servant by the name of Ziba said, well, there's Mephibosheth, was crippled and dirty and weak. And yet David intended to bless him. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, you can read the account, but David sent his servant Ziba to go find this grandson of Saul. And when he came, David said to him in 2 Samuel 9, 7, Do not fear, for I will surely show kindness to you for the sake of your father Jonathan, and I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you shall eat at my table regularly. Now, in my Bible, next to this verse, next to 2 Samuel 9, 7, I have the word grace written here. Because in this verse, we see an extraordinary look at what grace will do in the life of a person. First of all, David said to Mephibosheth, he said, do not fear. Grace will remove all fear from your life because you know you don't have to perform. You know that you don't have to prove yourself, but grace will tell you there is no reason to be intimidated any longer. And then David said, I will surely show kindness to you. Grace always declares, let the kindness begin. Do you remember our verse in Ephesians where it says that God lavished grace on us and with the grace comes the kindness of God. And finally, in this verse, in 2 Samuel 9, 7, we see that David said, I'm going to restore to you all the land of your grandfather, Saul. Grace is restorative. It restores what the enemy has stolen, and it sits you at the table of God. Grace says, sit yourself down. A banquet, a lavish banquet has been prepared in your honor. It was just as if Mephibosheth had never been an enemy. It was just as if Mephibosheth had never belonged to the enemy's family. The past was forgotten. 
past wrongs were righted. It was just as if Mephibosheth was a member of the family of David. This, my friend, is justifying grace. Now, let me tell you who else was sitting at the table of David. Absalom was there, the son of David. He was very comely. He had long, wavy hair. He was beautiful, the Bible tells us. And the crippled, dirty, weak Mephibosheth came and sat at the table of David. You know who else was at the table of David? His daughter, Tamar. She was breathtakingly beautiful. She had an unusual aura about her. And yet Mephibosheth, dirty, weak, crippled, came and sat at the table of David. And then there was Solomon, the brilliant one, supernatural wisdom. You could ask him anything and he knew it. And in among these stellar creatures, in walks the cripple with no hygiene and only filthy rags on his body. Let's read in 2 Samuel 9, verses 11 and 13. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my Lord, the king commands his servant, so will your servant do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table as one of the king's sons. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate at the king's table regularly. Now he was lame in both feet. Justifying grace welcomes you to the table of the king. It ignores your filth and how you are dressed and sees you as more than enough. Grace treats us like we have already become what sin says we could never be on our own. That's justifying grace. And now let's look at teaching grace. What is teaching grace. Have you ever heard of it? We'll turn in our Bibles to the New Testament, to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously and godly in the present age. So Titus 2.11 says the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter who you are, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. So the grace of God teaches us. The grace of God changes us. It transforms us. And then it teaches us to abstain from ungodliness. Ungodliness, grace will always make you more like Jesus. Grace does not leave you in sin. Grace does not ignore sin, but grace calls us higher and instructs us in how to become like Jesus. This same kind of grace is talked about in Romans chapter 6, verse 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it. Grace calls you out of the swamp and the muck and the manure of sin. Grace loves you too much to leave you in that place. 
So that was the teaching grace of God. Now, there's also the grace to minister, to walk in your God-given calling in life. And we read about this kind of grace in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Of which I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, the grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. See, God gives a grace to minister, a grace to change other people's lives, that once grace has changed you, you can't help but desire to allow other people to experience the grace that you have been the beneficiary of. So grace will always call you to minister to others. Grace will not allow you to ignore the pain of other people's lives, but it calls you to share the grace of God with them. And then there is enabling grace. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And God has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecution, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In these verses, Paul talks about his thorn in the flesh, and he says that God's grace is sufficient for his thorn in the flesh. You see, this is what Paul, the man, did. He took his thorn in the flesh to the throne of grace, and God did not remove the issue that Paul was dealing with, but it gave him grace to overcome the issue. God gives you grace to overcome life's obstacles and to stand strong regardless of what you're facing. Have you taken your thorn in the flesh to the throne of God? Have you asked God to give you grace to withstand what you're going through? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If you can draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, you're going to find what you need there to go through whatever life brings you. It's at the throne of grace that grace will come over you. And even though you have real challenges and difficult problems and life-threatening pain, God's grace will wash over your life and enable you to stay in a place of joy and peace and hope. Enabling grace empowers you to overcome and to even defeat adversity and the giants in your life today. You know, I often say to you, I don't know what you're going through, but I can tell you this, God's grace is enough. God's grace 
is lavishly poured towards your life today. Would you join Paul and me at the throne of grace and ask God to empower you with his enabling grace? We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Learn about unwavering faith that defies your circumstances in her two-book offer, No More Ordinary and Refined for your gift of just $15 plus shipping. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.